and welcome into a brand new episode of Weekly Fantasy Basketball. I am your host, Ian Garfinkel, and today we have our winner of the March Madness Bracket Challenge, and he's on right now. Without further ado, the winner is... Evan Goldstein. As you might know Evan from a previous episode or his podcast, Stocks and Sports, which you which you should listen to right after this. And he has won the Weekly Fantasy Basketball March Madness Bracket Challenge. Hi, Evan. How are you? I am great. Before we get started, I just like to say thank you. Last time I was on to talk about Blake Griffin, I had so much fun. So I'm just glad to be on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Such an honor to have you on once again as a guest. And let's dive straight into the questions. So we're just going to be going over some some bracket stuff like upsets predicted, who do you have winning, and then we're going to go over a lot of the Cinderella's, um, especially like UCLA, and we're just going to go through different mini segments. And let's go straight to it. Number one, who did you have winning? Evan, who did you have winning? Well, for me, I had Gonzaga winning. They're just a stat team. Let's just start with the offense. Three-pointers, they have Corey Kispert, who I think may be the best three-point shooter in the league, as we saw against UCLA with his almost half-court shot. Jalen Suggs, also a great three-point shooter. And then for inside kind of layups or mid-range shots, they have Corey Kispert. They have – or not Corey Kispert. They have Drew Timmy. They have Joel, they have Joel Ayali, And I guess also Corey Kispert. There's a stat team offensively and then defensively. Very, very underrated defense. When they did play USC in the Elite Eight, they held them to their tournament low. USC's tournament low of 66 points scored. So staff, offense, underrated defense. I, I don't think anybody could stop Gonzaga. Um, me too. I had Gonzaga winning. They were just an undefeated one-seed powerhouse with top five NBA draft prospect Jalen Suggs. Some great other players with Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy, Joel Ayai, and then also their defense against USC. And just over the tournament – Mainly as they beat Norfolk State by over 30, and then cruised by um, Oklahoma, cruised by Crane, and then cruised by USC. So I felt really good about my pick, but then they fell short against Baylor. So mm-hmm. next one up, we have biggest upset predicted and biggest upset that was right. For me, my biggest upset predicted was Maryland beating Alabama. I mean, two seed over a 10 seed, but maybe probably just for one reason during the regular season, Maryland beat Illinois. And I had Illinois going to the finals. Illinois had a really tough schedule, and they were actually able to beat really, really good teams. So that was my biggest upset predicted. And then my biggest upset that was right, I didn't have many that went my way, but this one bigger than it seems. Maryland beating UConn. So James Booknight, huge draft prospect. I actually knew someone who had UConn going to the Sweet 16. So it's a lot bigger than it seems, but that was my biggest upset that was right. Evan, what are your two? Well, my two biggest upsets that I did that did not go my way, I had three-seeded Texas going to the Final Four, as well as four-seeded Oklahoma State going to the Final Four. Texas, although against top 25 teams before the before March Madness, they were only seven and six, not great. Earlier in the season, they took down they took down teams 
like Michigan. So I thought they were a great team. And then Oklahoma State, they beat Baylor, which I thought, wow, they're a great team. Probably the number one pick in the draft. Um, Oklahoma State, they had their team in. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate Cunningham, great players. Now, for the two for the two predictions that I made that actually were right, seven-seeded Oregon beating two-seeded Iowa. Oregon's three-point shooting was great. The only reason why I think they were, they were the seventh-seed was because throughout the season, Will Richardson was hurt a lot. Chris Duarte was hurt a lot. Well, they were never really playing as a whole team. Because of that, I thought Oregon was one of the most underrated teams, so I had them beating Iowa, which happened. And I had USC, who ended up coming on to the Elite Eight, beating Kansas. I didn't really think Kansas was a great team. I um, USC's defense was great, especially Evan, no- Evan Mobley, supposed to be a great NBA prospect. Um, and, yeah, and it also ended up happening. Wow, um, I wish I could have had both of those picks going on and great predictions from you. Next up, we have UCLA, basically the main Cinderella of March Madness. They went to the Final Four as an 11 seed. Um, Evan, what do you think on really just their run? Well, I mean, I thought they played great. In the first two rounds, you could say they got lucky. Beating BYU, I could say that was a pretty big accomplishment. But I had, I would, I had whoever was going to move on from the UCLA to BYU game. Of course, losing to Texas, they definitely uh, UCLA definitely got lucky. They ended up playing Abel Christian, the 14 seed versus the three seed of Texas. So definitely got lucky in the first two rounds of six seed of BYU and two seeded and three seed of Texas. And before we even move past that, they they're lucky that they even won in the first four game against Michigan State. So they got lucky, I guess you could say in the first three games they played. And after that, then they really, really started to impress me. They beat Alabama in overtime. They beat Michigan. And I was like, okay, this team really has something. So especially their offense, Johnny Johnny Juzang, he played incredible, especially later in the tournament. I thought overall they were a great team. Um, me too. As – um, Johnny Juzang, Jamie Jackson Jr., Tiger Campbell, Cody got Cody Riley. As Jalen Sugg said after the game, tough squad. There wasn't much much expected from them, but they put on a huge run. I actually had them out first round against BYU, but they pulled through BYU. And then the one game that I think um, they really got cheated out on was – the Gonzaga game. I really think they played a better game than Gonzaga. But um, Jalen Suggs, he's not going to make that shot every try, maybe 20% for that shot. So they really got – they were really unfortunate. But Baylor did end up beating them by 16. So it could have been a blowout, but who knows, because UCLA didn't play Baylor. Um, But I really think they should have gone to the – NCAA championship and possibly even won it. So next up, um, we have Oral Roberts. They pretty much busted my bracket first round because I had Ohio State going to the final four. They have a really talented team led by Max Amis, the NCAA leading scorer, and Kevin O'Banner averaging 8.7 points and 9.6 rebounds. They were barely able to beat the inconsistent team Florida by three, but then fell just short of the really tough team, the three-seed Arkansas, and they just lost by two. So, Evan, what do you think on their run? 
Well, I actually got lucky because I had Ohio State falling short against Baylor, so I didn't lose as much points as you, although I did have Ohio State going to the Elite Eight. But the reason why I, although, the, again, when Oral Roberts beat Ohio State, that definitely, definitely impressed me. But one reason why I think that they lost, like, if, if one two-seed was going to lose, I thought it was be Ohio State. The only time I watched uh, uh, the Buckeyes play the season was when they played against Illinois in the Big Ten Championship. And they let it, and although, and of course, they lost that game, but they let Illinois go on a lot of runs. And that's also what happened against Oral Roberts. And that's why I think that uh, Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts definitely got lucky against Florida, who, as you just said, a very, very inconsistent team. I honestly don't think the Oral Roberts is a wow, wow team. But they definitely, you can't say they're a horrible team because they beat one of the top teams in the country in, in Ohio State. And so although, as I said before, although I think they're a great team, they still played pretty good ball. All right, nice answer there from Evan. Thank you. And next up, we have Oregon State going to the, I believe, Elite Eight. Okay, so what do you have on really just their overall run in March Madness? Well, for starters, they definitely proved that they can ball. I mean, as I said before, I had, Ohio, I had, I had Oklahoma State going all the way to the Final Four. I mean, and they beat them in that second round. I think they beat them by 10. Yeah, I think they beat Oklahoma State by 10 in that round of 32. And then beating Loyola Chicago, although it doesn't seem like they're a great team, Loyola Chicago, I think, has the best defense in, in the whole NCAA tournament. So that definitely impressed me. And after the first half against Houston in that elite game, at first it looked like, oh, Oregon State, they're out. And then they definitely kept it close towards the end, although they, although oh, Houston did prove that they're the better team towards the end. But as an overall, Oregon State really, really impressed me, especially as they moved farther through the tournament, especially in that game against Oklahoma State. And in the one against Loyola Chicago's incredible defense. Um, me too. And I had them out first round against Tennessee with Keon Johnson on Tennessee projected to go sixth overall, but they came up huge beating them by 14. Then the next game they beat Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham projected to go first overall, but despite that, they beat them by 10. And then got lucky against Loyola Chicago because they beat Illinois and they beat Loyola Chicago by seven. And just as you said, um, Loyola Chicago has great defense. Maybe I wouldn't really say the best, but Loyola Chicago did. If you look, um, Loyola, Illinois scored 20 less points than they did um, in the first round than the second round. So um, tough defense and Loyola Chicago scored 58 in the, in the round of 32 and in the Sweet 16. So pretty consistent scoring, but the Beavers were just able to outmatch their scoring. And then finally, they just came up short against a really good Houston team, lost by six, 67 to 16. And although I did have them out in the first round, I think that they really could have, if they would have just had a little bit more gas in their tank, I think they could have gone to the Final Four. All right, next up, we have Loyal Chicago, who we just mentioned. Um, after a slow start against Georgia Tech, they pulled away with a 71-60 to 60 
11-point win. And the next game, um, pretty much the reason they're on this list, they beat the one-seed Illinois by 13. After that game, Cinderella come to, came to an end, at, and they lost to Oregon State, who we just mentioned. But I think if I would have, if they were playing each other in the first round somehow, if their two seeds matched up, I would have definitely had Loyola Chicago beating Oregon State. I really thought Oregon State was not going to do good at all in the tournament. And Loyola Chicago has proven over the years to be one of the main Cinderella's in in um, the in March Madness. Although I did have Georgia Tech beating Loyola Chicago first round, I think Loyola Chicago, if they were having probably one of their better nights, then especially on the defensive side, then I think that they could have beat Oregon State. Evan, what do you think? Well, as I said over and over again, I really think that for Loyola Chicago, it was their defense that bailed them out. The first game wasn't much of a tough game, as you said, against Georgia Tech, which, by the way, I may have had Georgia Tech beating Loyola Chicago, but Georgia Tech didn't really prove that they were a very, very tough team. And then when Loyola Chicago beat Illinois, maybe I thought that Sister Jane maybe could run it again and and have Loyola Chicago go all the way to the Final Four again. But again, in that game against Illinois, as you pointed out, it was all defense. And then after losing to the Beavers, the defense did impress me. But I think as a full team, they could have played better throughout the whole tournament. So because of that, I don't think Loyola Chicago really, really impressed me. Although the game against uh, Illinois definitely surprised me. Yeah, as I learned from this um, from this tournament and as I think a headline on ESPN, don't root against Sister Jane, which was the headline after they beat Illinois. Next up, we have Syracuse. Evan, what do you think on Syracuse's overall run? Well, I did have West Virginia going to the Elite Eight, so that's why when West Virginia lost in the round of 32 to Syracuse, that definitely caught me by surprise. But as an overall... Syracuse didn't really impress me because in their win against West Virginia, I didn't really watch the game, but I saw they won by only two or three points, and then they got killed by Houston. So as an overall, like if you look at their um, over/under, which kind of means like if they like the total amount of points that they won or lost by each game, it probably is not too good with their close with their close win against West Virginia, and as I said before, getting killed by Houston. So as an overall, Syracuse didn't really impress me. Oh, they they did have a good Sweet 16 run. Um, they came right out of the back, right out of the start, and crushed San Diego State, 78-62 by 18. Then faced a really good West Virginia team with Miles McBride, who was named to Big 12 All Freshman Team, and just barely hung on to beat them by by three seventy five to seventy two. And then their road came to an end when they were beaten by Houston in a blowout win, 62-46. to 46. So as you said, their over-under is a little shaky. Blowout wins, tight games, or blowout losses. But however, it did get this 11 seed to the Sweet 16. So that's, that's good for them. Next up, USC. This is a team led by the number two projected overall pick, Evan Mobley. They blew out Drake in the first round, then killed Kansas, then killed Kansas by 34, 
for a huge upset. Then in Sweet 16, they faced a good Oregon team led by another projected first-round pick, Chris Duarte. But Oregon had an off night. LJ Figueroa shot 2 for 12, while Will, Will, while Will Richardson shot 2 for 8. And there was only one player, a one Oregon player to shoot over 50%. And then USC's March Madness run ended when they lost to Gonzaga by 19, 85 to 66. And as was mentioned by Evan earlier in this in this episode, uh, that was their that was their March Madness low on points and possibly due to Gonzaga's great and underrated defense. Evan, what do you think? Well, first, first I can say thank you because so far all these Cinderella teams, I had all of them losing in the first round. So finally, there's a team that I had going at least kind of far. And then for USC, wow. I mean, that's all I could say. Wow. As I mentioned before, I did have USC beating Kansas. But as you just said, by 34 points, that, my friend, is impressive. And then they shut down Oregon's three-point game. That also impressed me. And although they couldn't get anything moving against Gonzaga, after all, Gonzaga is Gonzaga. Of these Cinderella teams, for me, this one was the most impressive, probably even more impressive than the UCLA great run. I just thought USC was so clutch in this tournament. Their defense, their offense, everything. Evan Mobley wins some of his best ball that he played all season, even for a number two projected overall pick. I just thought this team was incredible. Well, that's a huge statement, saying that they're better than the UCLA run. Even Isaiah Mobley... Evan's brother got in on the action uh, against Oregon as I watched that game. And then this is coming, this episode is coming to an end. And then we are going to finish it up with one last question. And it is, did you ever consider having Baylor winning it all? Evan, what do you think? One thing I found super interesting as I looked through other people's brackets in the different leagues I was in, almost nobody had Baylor winning which all surprised by people, some people in Iowa, others Villanova, but nobody really had the easy number two seed with or the easy number two overall team with the uh, defensive player of the year, Davion Mitchell, and then Jared Butler, one of the best offensive players and defensive players in the whole league. Baylor is definitely the easy number two team. I never thought that they could take down Gonzaga, as I said before, staff team, great defense. So as an overall, no, I did not. And then, so to answer your question, no, I never did consider having them win. Although, if I were to have one team beat Gonzaga, it would have been Baylor because I did have them going to the finals. For me, yes, definitely. I had Baylor. I definitely considered Baylor winning. Um, Davion Mitchell, as you said, defensive player of the year. And Jared Butler, um, great score. They beat Illinois by 13 during the regular season. They also beat Kansas, West Virginia, Texas, and Oklahoma State during the regular season. So really tough schedule. And then after Gonzaga almost lost to UCLA, even though it was too late to change my bra- back bracket, before the game, I predicted a Baylor blowout. And that wow. was what happened. But I, I did have Ohio State taking out Baylor in – the Elite Eight, but after I just saw how Baylor played against Houston, huge blowout win, and after I saw how Gonzaga played against UCLA, um, I really thought Baylor was just going to take it, and I really wish that was what I put in my bracket. So with that, this episode 
of the Weekly Fantasy Basketball Podcast has come to an end. Evan, I want to thank you so much for participating in this bracket challenge. Um, thanks, really, just thanks for coming on this podcast. Any last words before we sign off? Not much, except I hope we do this again next year because I had so much fun. Me too. That was awesome. I also entered yours, but again, my bracket was pretty terrible. So I will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Weekly Fantasy Basketball Podcast. And please subscribe, follow, rate, review, all of that for my podcast just to help it grow and to get more listeners. All right, that's it for me today. And thanks for watching or thanks for listening and bye.